Welcome to True News 365. Check out truenews365.com for more podcasts, videos, blogs, and commentary from a Christian and biblical worldview perspective. All right, thanks for joining me again. This is True News 365. Uh, Let's talk about a very heavy and deep conversation. I'm going to try to cover um, as as many pertinent issues uh, in a very short amount of time, which obviously based on the title, and the title is Suicide, um, is a real challenge for anybody. But I kind of wanted to just throw out there um, information and things that uh, would at least get us thinking about suicide because I think it's important to understand suicide in light of the culture and also suicide uh, in light of what scripture uh, shows us, right? These aren't popular conversations. These are not popular sermons. Um, I've been a Christian for decades and it's not like I hear my um, pastors and teachers having uh, spoken about suicide freely. But these things should be speak, spoken about be a lot more in the culture and in the church because, you know, everybody dies. Okay? Uh, 100 out of 100 people will die. Those are true statistics. Okay? So I'm going to try to go through this. And you'll forgive me because it is scripted for um, to be concise with time. Okay? Uh, so that, like I said, this is on a different take on suicide. The difference between culture and scripture. Culture versus scripture. What do we see regarding the world's reaction to suicide? We see the study of it and its statistics recorded. There's testing on suicide, social dynamics behind it, the behavioral attributes as well as the environmental factors surrounding suicide. How does the media handle suicide? I find it fascinating in how amazingly limited the subject of suicide is dealt with within the culture. Despite the huge statistics and demographics, the different ages, the different reasons for it given um, uh, um, among those demographics, yet not much can be done or even said about suicide within the culture. What can be said then? not a whole lot that is from a secular humanistic framework socioeconomic cultural environmental trappings associated with the taking of one's life while the secular world does not define an intrinsic and universal logical transcendent value to life it nevertheless adds and recognizes that taking one's life is a sad and unfavorable thing question is why from a secular humanistic paradigm there is no logical answer other than an arbitrary feeling imposed on some and yet not others meaning that if one desires to take their life for what they would deem their greater good the bottom line the secular stance on this is that they really can't argue against them. Therefore, 
Suicide is an unfavorable thing to do, but not always, and not for everyone. In the Christian worldview, suicide is always wrong. The Bible doesn't go too deep into suicide, but I believe that one can take that uh, silence to believe that it, it's, it's because it's inherently wrong to take one's life. That is, um, as well as a uh, few times we see suicide within the scriptures. Okay, like, uh, for instance, the suicide of Judas and the suicide of King Saul, at least these two examples. Suicide, when it's seen in the scriptures, is seen as associated with shame and with sin. And then when you consider that suicide is basically a way of saying self-murder, murder is popularly defined as the unjust taking of a life. That with the scriptures that read that our lives, it says in the New Testament, are not our own. Okay? Suggests that there is never a good reason to take one's own life. But lastly, the tension that exists between having ultimate faith in God and giving up, if we can characterize suicide as giving up, when we consider the history of the martyrs of the first century and the martyrs of even today, those who will undergo persecution for the name of Christ, as in Hebrews 11 illustrates the maximum faith of those who endured through uh, what they were going through. And the Bible also says in Hebrews, without faith it is impossible to please him. Then there's that thing that the Lord said about the uh, small faith of a mustard seed. That if someone were to have, they can do so much. The Bible tells us not to rest in our own understanding but to lean on him knowing that he has us in his hands and that he cares for us we see in the Psalms the promises that are numerous in the Bible to strengthen up prepare us and encourage us Romans 8:28 states that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Paul quoted 1 Corinthians 2.9, but as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Again, the, the reference is with those who love God as in the first commandment. The first commandment is to love God with, with all your heart, might, soul, and strength, right? Again, suicide has always seemed as erratic, chaotic, as a shameful, desperate act in scriptures. Acts 16.27 Okay, let me, let me go back on that. Um, it's, it says in... Uh, in Acts 20, 16, 27, the jailer wanted to kill himself, thinking his prisoners escaped from his watch. 
and Samson in Judges uh, chapter 16 committed suicide and actually it was more like a kamikaze mission in order to avenge thousands of Israeli uh, um, uh, thousands um, of, of the Israel's enemies and that is uh, what he was brought forth from God for that's what he was born for as a protector of the Israel uh, Israelites so it might not be a legit suicide if you want to argue that but the Bible says blessed are those who haven't seen it and haven't seen me and still believe the power of the Holy Spirit over people's lives has left a long track record of advancements in society in many nations and has moved men and women to bring light to a dark world and we're still doing so human rights human flourishing advancements in technology medical science you know um, better treatment for children and elderly the w women uh, all of these things various uh, things that Christian Christianity has uh, and faith in Christ has brought forth okay the, before Christianity the, the world was a dark bleak and and a place filled with false religion paganism might makes right zero democracy uh, caste systems hierarchical despotic rule over people serfdoms and survival of the fittest from birth to death etc without God that's where we're headed again look up and and do a study of the world's religions before Christianity and you'll find all the same things we had literally gotten rid of with Christianity child sacrifice ca cannibalism tribalism idolatry and superstition lawlessness hierarchical structures of rule ruthless rulership and dictatorship etc when you when you vo when you're void of God you're not left with an empty uh, slate you now start adopting all these paganistic practices dressed in pretty modern clothing but it's the same thing the same demons wearing different modern clothing suicide is often um, committed You know, because of let's say issues of of organic like uh, problems in the brain, psychosis, chemical uh, processes in the brain that don't go right, and stuff like that, due, due uh, to falling into desperate uh, state of mind after having lost all hope and self-value, the the feeling of worthlessness and the extreme helplessness, having a lack of resources. Either family, friends, or confidence in self, having uh, poor to no coping mechanisms to assist with, you know, uh, assist in bouncing back from all those things. While there are many avenues to get us to this state of mind, there are worldviews that can make it easier to get to this state of mind. You hold up two worldviews the God worldview with an established self-identity where one comes from where one is going you know where, where you're coming and going where the, you know uh, who you are 
where God is in control and you can have faith in him, where we are free, forgiven and redeemed from our sins. And compare that to the not God worldview, where you're just stardust, you've, you're just matter in motion, good and evil are subjective. There's only chaos and death to look forward to. All human endeavors are for naught. Your grandmother and your, your mom, your family and memories and aspirations are as consequential as space junk in a nebulous galaxy eons away. Love, good and even puppies are inconsequential, etc., etc., an extremely pathetic worldview. How can we ever need statistics to tell us one of these worldviews is more prone to developing a society of nihilistic, postmodern, relativistic zombies than the other? The secular humanism being inherently godless is supposed to be about the empowerment of the man, but produces the exact opposite. You know, because man needs a savior from himself. That savior has, you know, um, praise God, has been given. As the Bible, as it's written, it says he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9.6 In that sense, suicide can be something committed in rebellion and in rejection of God in refusal to submit, in selfishness, and in anger. James 4. Read James 4. This represents a core of human conflict in the heart of the individual and the collective humanity. Okay? So if I have some time here, and for the sake of, of emphasis, I'm going to literally read... Uh, I'm going to literally read uh, James chapter 4 because it's just so monumental. Okay? So, okay, here's James James 4 um, starting in verse 1. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is the source not your pleasures that wage war in your body's parts? You lust and do not have you, so you commit murder, and you are envious and cannot obtain. So you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You do and you ask and do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, so that you may spend what you request on your pleasures. Okay? That's a a good example of what's going on and the type of conflict there is regarding the passions of one's heart when it says so you commit murder you can kind of put in there so you commit suicide which is the unjust taking of a life and if God says your life is not your own even you know God owns even the the, the, the cows on a thousand hills it says in the Psalms right then he owns us and we have no business having that type of autonomy over ourselves. I can get deeper into this and I can get into that. I can go on and on into hours long podcast on this, but this is kind of 
a rough draft um, understanding. I may, you know, when I have time, I'm usually always so pressed for time. This this does not this this really necessitates a very long and a, a lot more attention, uh, detailed podcast describing these things. But it's such a heavy situation in my heart, and I wanted to move forward. But I've heard about cases of a, a beautiful young woman who maybe a, several weeks ago, I'm not sure, even a month ago, this woman was like a model. I, I can't remember her name right now, but she was a model, extremely well accomplished. She worked for, I think, uh, one of these popular magazines or something. And she was even a lawyer, a new lawyer. And I'm not sure if she had a daughter or something like that or a child. She went and and she committed suicide jumping off of a very high building. And her own mother said, I had no idea she was struggling with these issues and she was I mean such an accomplished woman and this thing just blew the air out of my 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 lungs it just just watching this even though I have had a lot of experience or somewhat experience studying these things I've always wondered about these things suicide has touched my life personally and so looking at this I'm just floored by these things and then when you look at the reaction of the culture it was yesterday's news the three minutes were up and the conversation is over. And I look at that and I go, this deserves so much more attention. And when you somebody kills themselves, you know, you look at it in the media and what, what is missing in there? A lot. All you basically get from the, the, mute, the, the news is the fact that they done did what they did. That's it. That's all you're going to get. You're not going to get any details of family, of course, because it's got to be privacy. But then you wonder, you can only try to piece, you try to try to find information in between the lines and in the hopes that you can understand the mentality. You know, I don't know about you, but that's what I go through because I've had personal uh, suicide has touched me personally. Not that I've been suicidal, but I've known I have family, a family member very close to me that did so. And the question often comes comes up, at least for Christians, can Christians commit suicide? Well, my podcast and the body of my podcast should answer that or at least keep the question, uh, give some answers, hopefully. But suicide in general is just such a pathetic and such a dark and such a sad, you know, thing that needs to be spoken about more. And because this has touched me more, I do plan to talk about this a whole lot more. Okay, um... And so I, I just feel like I'm, you can never give it enough justice, enough time to talk about these things. But there's a way that the culture presents it. There's a way that the Bible presents it. There's truth in scripture that we can decipher to get an idea of having a better understanding of suicide. That the culture, obviously the world, can just leave you with your hands and your mind empty on these things. And then the, there's the hypocrisy and the contradiction, the subjective nothingness of why suicide is wrong in a humanistic, cult, uh, secular worldview, where everything that's good really has no meaning because at the end of the day, we're just matter in motion, chemical fizzing in the brain, you know, and um, 
you know, our existence means absolutely nothing. Uh, so nothing that we know to be good and great, important and valuable really means anything because the universe didn't have any intention for us. Okay, so I'm going to cut it there on the 20 minute mark. Uh, definitely want to talk more about these things and bring this conversation back up. If you really appreciated this, send me a comment or just share this podcast over to your brothers and, um, and sisters and brethren in, in, in the Lord, because this conversation has to continue on. Let's take into uh, a little bit more weight on scripture and what scripture we can decipher from scripture regarding such a heavy thing, because this is where our counseling will come from uh, regarding people who hurt and the world has absolutely nothing, as usual, comes short with regard to people who are hurting. Has absolutely no answers. But the promises of God are wall to wall. They're everywhere. God empowers us as human beings. He says he, says he even honors us. He honors man. Read Psalms 8. Read Psalms 8. How, what, what is man that you should care about us? He says he honors his own creation. Imagine that. The creator of all heaven and earth and all universe and everything. Honoring his creation. Where else are you going to find that? Even from the day that we wake up. Even before the sunlight hits our lids. We should be praising God. That's, that's the truth. Okay. I appreciate you listening. Once again. Until next time. This is True News 365. Check out truenews365.com. Check my blogs and my videos and my podcast. Uh, until next time, God bless you. Seek his face every day. Later.